Welcome to the show, Johnny Pardo. I am more than grateful to have you here, my friend. Uh, you are a neurocoding specialist. You're an author of the Self-Esteem and Mindset um, book. You're a host of the Top 1% podcast in the world, and you are a great friend of mine, and I'm absolutely grateful to have you on the show. Johnny, for those who are not aware of who Johnny is, can you give us an overview of, of who Johnny is and how he got to where he is today? Yeah, of course. Well, thank you, James, for having me on the show. I appreciate it, uh, my friend, that you've invited me on today. So... Yeah, just I'll, I'll try to <laughs> I'll try and keep it brief as much as possible. Um, so yeah, basically, I am a podcast host of the Self Esteem and Confidence Mindset Podcast. Um, I'm also uh, I also am a coach in a couple of capacities in the kind of the business podcasting side, but also dominantly the confidence and mindset side, where I work one to one with people to really help them identify their goals and get through some of these challenges that are holding them back in mindset and confidence, those kind of things. Uh, I've also written a book, yeah, and uh, been very fortunate enough to work alongside people like uh, Joseph McClendon, Tony Robbins' business partner, and work in that neuroencoding, uh, now elite level, neuroencoding specialist capacity as well. So for me, uh, my kind of journey and how I got to there, all these things, was... I'm someone who struggle with those self-esteem challenges, those self-confidence. I think we, most of us do at some point. Um, I don't want to generalize and say everyone, but pretty much everyone I've spoken to has, um, you know, there's, there's, I never generalize on anything, but it, it's generally the feedback I get. For me personally, I was in my like mid twenties. Uh, I know you'll be younger than me, James, I'm 31, which I still consider a very young age. I think so. Um, but in, when I was sort of in my mid-20s, I got to this stage in my day job, um, and it was a reasonable one, not, you know, not mega bucks, not by any means uh, minimal wage or anything like that. But I was very much stuck in it and thinking, oh, I don't enjoy life. Why am I even here? And the, the answer was, so you can get a mortgage and retire at 65. <laughs> and I thought, hang on, there's something wrong here. And then it got me into like exploring a little bit more about what I wanted to do with my life and... That led me to actually writing books, uh, fiction books to start off with. Always loved doing it as a kid. I, I give that bit of guidance for anyone a bit stuck right now, first point. If you're stuck on what you want to do, looking at actually what you like doing in your childhood is a very good starting point, I find personally. Um, and then it led me to a coach uh, to help me with my books. I read her book and actually uh, got her as a coach. She was an ideal fit, a live coach. Uh, feel good kind of men, uh, mentor and a writer. Uh, and then it led me into this whole personal growth space, really. And I was like, wow, you could actually work on yourself and get better. This is so much fun. And I'm like, uh, I know we all like different things, but I'm like, how would someone not find this fun? I know you're, you're on the same page as me, James. Like, how would you not find it fun to like develop yourself and grow yourself as a human being and, you know, create, create yourself? Um, and then it led me into this whole coaching space, and I thought, okay, this is cool. I was a life coach for a bit. Um, well, I'm still, I'm still one in some capacity. And it, and then I started doing things like YouTube a little bit. Um, and then I was like, what do I really want to help people on? And I realized I'd gone through some quite tough times, whether that's personal, like dating, break up with a girl, or it was like professional, like not going well in my corporate life or feeling inferior. And I realized I'd 
had all these challenges. I wanted to focus on confidence at which point I started my podcast at the end of 2019 and just put a lot of work into that and was able to impact a lot of people. So that probably wasn't as brief as I meant it to be, but that's a, a brief summary as much as I can do of me. No, I, I I love it. And I think that's something, the first point that you touched on was you don't like to generalize, but I do believe that the reason, a big reason I started this podcast was because self-esteem is something that whether people are conscious or unconscious about it, it's something that we struggle with. 85% of people in the world struggle with low self-esteem. And if we don't address that or uh, I, as same as you, when I realize I can like develop myself and I can grow and I can get better and I can actually build my confidence through like different techniques and things like Tony Robbins and Joseph McClendon, it was like, why exactly what you just said right there is like, why wouldn't we people do this? Like, this is exciting one, but it's also like, if I can do it, I can help others do the same thing. And I want to dive into, you have seven books and you do about five to seven podcasts a day or a week. Yeah. What was the moment in time where it, sh it shifted from caring about other people's opinions to just actually just taking a bunch of messy action is what I like to call it. Yeah, no, it's a really, really good point. Um, I suppose the books, there's kind of like the books and the podcast. So it's really, it's a really great question. I, I don't think I've been asked that one before. So thank you, James. I think with the books, like the books was such a, a passion and an enjoyment. And I think for me, like a lot of what we do and behavior, we've been driven and I can kind of, I'm reverse engineering a little bit like good beliefs here so that people can take it apart a little bit. But I had always been told kind of like growing up, like actually I, it was good. It was like, ah, oh, you're so creative. You're such a good little writer that actually the belief when it came back in, there wasn't like this criticism because I had that in my mind. And a lot of our self-esteem and our belief comes from early age. Mm -hmm. um, and then our experience. And if we go through experiences and repeat it again and again, that enforces our beliefs. Good news is you can change them, I like to say. That is the great news. And uh, Tony Robbins teaches a lot about that, having been for all his, uh, that was life-changing, going through pretty much all his programs, minus Leadership Academy and Platinum, which is a goal of mine. Um, but for me, that, that was just fun. That was just fun. I wanted to create. I wasn't worried about the outcome, um, and I was excited to do it. The, the podcast and the YouTube, there probably was an element of, um, judgment or worry about what other people think because it's putting yourself out on camera it's putting yourself out out there for people to listen to um so i did the youtube first and it took me ages to actually develop my first video and i want to kind of point this out that our brain is very good at coming up with justifiable lies Excuse to hold me. us back when it's fearful yeah you hear this all the time but people think when you dig deeper, people, it's usually like the fear of rejection of failure when you go deeper, which actually goes to the two deepest fears of not being enough and not being lovable, which is something I can totally relate to um, in the past. But for me, it was my, I had a coach, someone to push me in my corner. Like I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to learn a little bit more. How many times have we heard that? Like I'm going to practice a little bit more before I do my first video. And then eventually it's like, look, you just need to do it. Like, and people don't like hearing this sometimes, but when you just do it, it, and when you do it again and again and again, it shows your brain that actually it is not a life or threatening situation, unless of course it is, which obviously we're not talking about that here. We're talking about people's judgment, but our brain doesn't always know that. So when you go through the thing, you some, you, 
and I was li- I, I listened to a lot of Grant Cadone as well. And he just says one of the best things you can do with fear is just cut off its strongest companion, which is time. The more time you add to fear, the more the fear gets bigger. So just do something as quick as possible. So she really cut me down to doing it. And then when I did it again and again and again, in terms of my YouTube and then my podcast, it is telling my brain, oh, this is all right. Um, and yeah, it's uh, so that's kind of how I moved through it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I love, I, I knew you were going to bring up Grant Cardone because I know that you're getting into the 10X stuff and everything like that. And his book, 10X, uh, was, was a great book. And I think there was something in there where it's like you if you see it like a fire, like taking the action is putting wood in the fire. And if you want to keep the results going and your progress going to keep the fire going, you have to keep taking action, keep putting wood in the fire. And that was like his analogy for it. And I like what you said there is you, you just have to take action. Cause I truly believe that you're going to learn more from imperfect action from perfect inaction. We really truly cannot let information exceed implementation. Cause we're going to learn a whole lot more from taking the action. And that comes from down with the podcast and doing that. I think a lot of people get stuck from even just starting. And for those struggling to start, whether that's doing a podcast or just struggling to start in some way, maybe they're trying to get out of their nine to five. What do you say to those people that really need to take one step and they're really second guessing themselves and their confidence isn't really there to take that next step? Yeah. Um, I would, I would suggest you, I always like to, even when, whenever I'm working with someone, just actually look at what's the, What's first of all, like the big vision. And so that takes a bit of time because sometimes we're, we're thought to think small and actually listen to people like Grant Cadone is always a good thing. It's, Cause it's oh, yeah. like, it's like, wait, like it is, if I do his accent, like we're, we're told we need to save up, keep our savings, <laughs> like, put it in the retirement thing. And you know, obviously there, there is some uh, logic to when people say like savings and stuff, but he, you know, he's thinking big and, and stuff like that. But I always like to get people to think big. Tony, obviously, Tony Robbins does that. Joseph does that. Oh, you know, there's a hint as well. I, I just going off point. There's a hint. The people who are like the most fulfilled, uh, crushing it in their business, they all think big. And if you want to learn, if you want to learn how to be more successful in something, don't listen to someone who's like negative or struggling in something. They've never done it. You want to listen to someone who's further along the journey than you. And that's one thing I, I kind of just wanted to add in there. But I always like to look at the big vision and, you know, don't be afraid to look big as long as it's like actually physically possible, you know, in, and it's very difficult to actually say what's impossible. There's some crazy stuff being done you know, in this, in this world, uh, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, always look big. And then I like to, try to get people to look actually what is their, what's their next like milestone goal? What's something that feels ambitious, but like achievable maybe in the next month to six months, something like that, or even next year, not more than a year, but kind of like usually one to six months. And then it's actually what are the daily habits I need to do consistently? And then marking your progress on the daily habits and the daily habits for someone overwhelmed about starting, First of all, it's really useful to get like something like a coach like yourself, James, who's just going to keep them accountable, keep them on track. But actually, keep you can keep things stupidly small. Don't start too big because you'll get overwhelmed. You won't stop. Like the example I think we've talked about is going to the gym New Year's Eve. Sorry, after New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And you're like, I'm going to start working out in the gym for an hour and a half each day. And it's like, well, you're better off just going for 20 minutes. There's James Clear's book. Obviously, we we both love it. Atomic Habits, all about 
start with the two minute rule, just do something small and mark your progress on that. And the other thing is praise yourself, pat yourself on the back. This is a Joseph thing. He taught me in the neuro coding. Um, pat yourself on the back for like the smallest things because it tells your brain to do more of it. Yes, absolutely. And it kind of goes back to James Clear's book as well as you, every single action you take is a vote for the person you aspire to become. And if you're not actively looking at your wins in the, in the small actions that you take every day, you're not going to envision yourself as that kind of person that can achieve that goal. And that's all what it's about. It's identity change over actual, like the only way to make true sustainable change is identity change. And I, I like what you said when you said, have one for like maybe even a year from now, look at like, try to gain that vision. And I like to think big and start small because if we're thinking big and we have a big vision for ourselves, if we're shooting for something that's 20 times bigger than what we think we're capable of, even if we don't reach it, we're going to reach 10 times bigger than what we're what we think we're capable of. And that's what makes it easy. And I also think having that deadline is truly everything because it goes back to you doing every single book that you've made and every single podcast that you've made is if you don't set a deadline to do it, you're going to continue to put it off. Yeah. And another thing I'd add into it and that you were kind of touching on it a bit that I meant to is like set these massive vision, but don't base your confidence and how you're feeling about yourself on the result of that, on that outcome. Because Absolutely. there's another guy, one great guy I've learned from has actually been on my podcast, Peter Sage, uh, great mentor in the personal growth space. And he says, else you're caught on the whole hamster wheel of like life, you're chasing, 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 chasing. Maybe you become a millionaire, which the grant is not a lot of, which he says is not a lot of money to me right now. <laughs> a nice little thing to have in my pocket, but right. like, like if you keep, you chase a million, then you chase a 10 million, then you're chasing a hundred million. That's why you get unhappy millionaires. You know, there's uh, not, not that I've got a massive network of millionaire friends, but I've learned from some of those multi multi millionaires and their programs and their coaches and stuff. Um, but yeah, like if you if you set your success on just achieving that outcome, set your success on just the little small things you can do towards it, but aim big. I absolutely I'm I'm in full support of that. I think that when we when we make the expectation or the standard just acting and that's a success a success rather than the actual achieving then it becomes a lot easier to stay consistent in what we're doing. And me and you both, like we, we are people that pump out a lot of content because we're not focused on the result, but we're focused on just staying consistent in what we're doing because that's going to create the result over time. And I'm curious when it comes down to you being able to get to where you are right now, I think that self-confidence and self-belief and self-esteem and everything that comes down to it is the basis of us taking that action. I think belief drives behavior, but behavior also drives belief. Growing up, I think that we're taught that a lot of the things that we want to do are unrealistic. Like if before you started being in the top 1% in the world and over a million downloads in your podcast, that was probably unrealistic before you started. What was a belief that that was fed to you and you, you feel is fed to the world that just does not serve us and that stops a lot of us from taking any kind of action? Uh, I don't know if I could put it down to one particular like belief that's necessarily like, I think there's so many different beliefs. Um, well, I think there's a lot of different beliefs in different forms, but I think ultimately, again, it comes back to the, uh, I'm not enough or I'm not yeah. lovable. Th those are usually, that's what it kind of like stems down to. Like, if you kind of look at it, it's like belief, oh, this isn't possible or like, oh, this is really hard or like, uh, and then you like then you cut it down to like I'm stupid, I'm not good mm -hmm. enough. 
I'm not enough, those kind of things. So I think that's a lot that holds us back. And I think things like in our first seven, like in our first few years uh, on the sort of like planet, we're like getting approval from like guardians where we don't get it or do something wrong. There's the whole, am I enough, enough kind of thing. But there's also your, you know, that that's not necessarily everyone's experience. Some people may be like told they're like good enough and all that kind right. of thing. Some people just handed it all on the plate. And then when they don't get that in the world, they're like, hang on, it's not matching my beliefs. The good thing is, like I said, is, is we can change our beliefs. I think a cu- if I was to kind of say maybe a couple of common ones, it's it's just like people people often think are oh, like I'm not, I don't have enough time. That's a common one I would Very say, true. yeah, um, which is a lie because everyone's got the same amount of time. <laughs> I had um I was talking to uh Cass uh one of our uh in yeah, our yeah. network the other day and she's runs like four businesses and she's very passionate about that point even yeah. more than I am I think and yourself but she was she's like well I run four businesses so I find the time and uh yeah Rob Rob obviously our mentor teaches that as well you've all got 24 hours a day seven days a week I think I saw someone arguing that which I don't understand how you could argue it but it's you <laughs> we do we do all that it's about priorities I think that's a belief but ultimately about the belief, even that comes down to the belief that I'm not enough or I'm not lovable. And yeah. therefore it holds us from moving forward. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to get down to. Cause I think that a paradigm yeah. that everyone sees through is that I'm not enough. And whether that's, that's subconsciously or we're, we're conscious about yeah. that belief until you get into the personal development kind of space, you don't even recognize that that's something that I see the lens through like, I think failure is something that stops us from taking any kind of action. And that's why I'm so, so in support of doing so many podcasts and writing so many books and posting so much content and, and doing all of the things and just taking messy action. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to move forward in what you're trying to move forward in. And I think that that fear of failure is something that stops so many of us because we feel that, oh, I'm not enough. And if I fail, that's just another supporting um, belief that it's just another supporting action that's going to support that belief that's truly not true, that if we change the lens that we view life through, that failure can be seen as feedback. And it's something I like to always preach on. For those that are looking to overcome that belief that I'm not good enough, what yeah. do you tell them? Yeah, no, I like I, I love that question because I kind of <laughs> create my own kind of model on that or kind of a yeah. on that from all the things I, I pulled together. Um I, I also would say that like the more you're growing and the more you're progressing in life, the more these things are going to come up. Like yeah. for me, I'm like, I'm really, you have to double up the emotional work as well. Like when you're, so when you're going, like if you're going to run a marathon, for example, you have to really intensify your training and really up level it uh, to match those requirements. The same is when you're growing. Because the emotional training you need to do, like, really needs to go to that level. Like, in 2022, I've gone through some, like, ups and downs, but I've gone through this real growth phase of, you know, going into, like, more involvements in roles like sales, growing my business, mm-hmm. all these kind of things. And therefore, like, the challenges that come up, like, you know, they, they're always going to come up. Is about how you deal with them. Now, to deal with, like, those beliefs, like, um, that like I'm not enough or I'm not lovable. Those, what I like to do is that there's kind of like three main things. 
The first one is your psychology. And these working on your psychology is like a must, in my opinion. Um, you like if especially in today's world, whether you're into like the personal growth space, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, like I believe if you don't work on your psychology, you're in trouble. Like with the amount of negative information. I know there's some great things in the world, but with the amount of negative information and challenge and fears that are put upon us, mm-hmm. you're going to be in trouble if you're not working on your psychology. Yeah. And your your psychology is basically your thoughts. And then your thoughts in a simple summary are the words and pictures in your head. Mm-hmm. So making sure you're impacting the words you're saying to yourself that and that can be impacted by listening to someone uplifting if i'm listening to tony robbins or like a personal power or something one of his programs as opposed to listening to the news i I always go on about news that's two completely different sources of information coming into my head and also the words i'm saying to myself i'm saying johnny you're like i can even do it i find it hard to insult myself but it's like (laughs) (laughs) like that's so great, but like I want people to be this example as well. Like yeah. I want them to say this themselves. I'm not like doing it out of like arrogance or anything, but like I'm selfish if I'm not praising myself because then I'm bringing my energy down and I'm not creating the impact for other people. So like making sure the words you're saying to yourself are key, um, and you can do that by saying powerful statements yourself. I like to do it 20 minutes every day, shouting amazing stuff to myself. <laughs> Crazy neighbors love it. Um, and then you've got like the pictures you're putting into your head, like visualizing, thinking about where you want to go because we can have negative fit pictures feeding us as well. So that's the first element. The psychology is just working on the words and the pictures. Uh, so making sure you take it, putting good input basically in yeah. uh, every single day. Uh, the second part is just like the actions and activities you're doing. So making sure you're taking courageous action, even if it's scary. And it doesn't have to be a massive jump. If you're terrified of heights, don't go for a skydive straight away. Like, that's that's too big a jump. Like, I've skydived, but, like, I'm, I'm fortunate not to have that fear necessarily, right. even though it was absolutely terrifying to still <laughs> skydive. Yes. I can't wait to. Yeah, that's awesome. But, like, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. You don't have to be an adrenaline junkie. I was uh, terrified of even saying my name in a meeting at one point. Mm. Like now I'm a a podcast host. I speak sometimes at things. And I I used to be scared to even talk in a room full of a few people and say my name. I'm like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. So how did I get through that? I just did a little update for like one minute in a meeting. And then I just like pushed myself to do it in front of a few more. Then I was doing like updates and this is in the corporate space in front of directors, made myself go to Toastmasters, just these little bits of momentum. People just think like, oh, these confident people have no fear. No, everyone has fear. It's just about your attitude to it and being able to push those little steps. And it's really important, again, coming back to it, drill at home all day to praise yourself every time you do it because it tells your brain to do more of it. So that's the second bit, taking actions and activity because that's going to tell your brain uh, change those beliefs as well because you're actually proving it wrong and showing the evidence. It's really important to document it as well. Um, and I believe from those two, if you do one without the other, it's not as effective. So if I'm saying these powerful statements to myself, I'm putting these pictures in my head, but I'm doing nothing, 
it then starts to say, oh, that's BS, Johnny, you're not, which is yeah. true because I'm just like sitting back doing nothing. I believe if you just did action activity, that's good. However, if you're not feeding yourself with good information, there's only so long you'll go on for before you like pull yourself back. So that's why I think the two are essential together. And then the third element is just the self-awareness. It's just making sure you're checking in with yourself. What are my habits? What am I doing? How am I feeling? It's okay to feel down. Like it's okay to have bad days and have a dent in confidence. It's just becoming aware of it. So those are the three elements I always look at for moving forward. I love it. I love it. And I'm in full support of all three because as just as you said, I don't think there's one that can be there without another that that is that is there. Like, I think that's something that a lot of people have a, a disconnect when it comes to affirmations. Affirmations were huge for me. When I when we joined the same program and I was yeah. 17 and I was starting my coaching business, mm-hmm. I had full and full of imposter syndrome. Like, who the hell am I to help people and coach people in their life? I'm a 17 year old kid, really. And that was a, a belief that I had. And affirmations were something that were fed to me. But I think that we get mis the misconstrued when it comes to affirmations. It's like, oh, I'm just going to speak these good affirmations to myself and not take any action. But the truth is, is that it has to be backed up by action. Or just like you said, there is your brain is going to second guess yourself even more because you're just feeding yourself information that you already know is not true because you're not taking action to support it. For those, go ahead. I'll say absolutely. And uh, something I, I would just say is like, again, coming back to perception of like no fear, like, I like saw you, James. I'm like, wow, this guy's got a lot of charisma and he's going. It's like, you know, in the inside, you're feeling this imposter syndrome. Like someone might look at me and go, oh, he's got like no fears. It's like, I do have fears like quite like regularly. Now, my attitude and like narrowing them down is very quick now. But like the more I progress, the more they're going to come up. Like, and one of our friends, like Amar, for example, like he's, he's he's got his podcast. He's doing amazing. He was like, Oh, do you know what? I'm a bit nervous about putting this podcast out. It's like, he's got like this, he's got like multi-million dollar businesses. He's like crushed mm-hmm. it. He signed these huge deals. One of the most charismatic like guys I met, great teacher. And he's like, look, I'm a little bit nervous about putting my podcast out there. So it's like, we all have fear that like, I just want to raise that point. And you can't always tell that someone has, but it's like your attitude ultimately that's going to make you successful or not towards it. Absolutely. I think your attitude, your in your mental attitude, a book that um, another we can name so many people that we're connected with, but Simon put me on to was um, Psycho Cybernetics. And it, we had a podcast prior, as we know that it, it didn't work out. <laughs> but that was a, something that we, we noticed on or we touched on in, in the podcast was Psycho Cybernetics, your image of yourself in your mind is going to create the results that you take, or the actions that you take and get your results. So it, are there any books that that you have read that have had a massive impact on your self-confidence or your self-belief that you think everyone should read. Like I truly believe that psychocybernetics should be a book that is in the school system that everyone is. It's a requirement. I truly believe that. I feel like there's so many books that I can name, but yeah, a couple I could, I could name my, my first, my go-to that I read again and again and again, or I'm trying to read again and getting more into it again is think and grow rich. The, the traditional, yeah. it's not necessarily a book on, it's not necessarily a book that's obvious at first like if anyone looks at it it's like oh it's all about making money right it's not now obviously it it does like if you follow the principles you 
and I'm like Bob Proctor studied it for 30 years and you know I'm until my early years of <laughs> studying it so I, I'm gonna put my hand up and say I haven't completely mastered the book I don't think for a decade you know it, it, maybe in a decade I might have got a bit closer but <laughs> that's a book you know about you can make a lot of money out of it but it's ultimately about your vision in life and where you want to go and like being able to create that in your mind and creating the actions I believe if you follow the principles and I started following the principles and the results that showed up in my life were amazing. Uh, it's obviously written in the early 1930s, but I think any, any year on this planet, no matter how long the planet goes on for, I think it's always going to apply to human beings. Uh, so I'd suggest that one. It's, and the first time I read it, I wasn't quite ready for it. So sometimes you need to read it a couple, a couple of times. So true. It's so great, true. It's a great book. Um, like and again, like the, I'll, I'll share our one of our favourites, Atomic Habits. Again, obviously, of course, of course. Uh, it was one of my all times. It's just it's really good because it's quite empowering about creating the identity right now and who you can be right now. And it takes you away from being so outcome focused and being like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be confident when I hit this like goal, whether it's a million dollars, ten million dollars, whatever. It's about okay what are the habits I can do day to day? And that can stack up your confidence by doing that. Um, and then my uh, third recommendation, if I was to give one, well, I've read a lot of books. I, I was going to say the 10x rule, but not quite. Uh, I, I, I can probably, see them all behind you. That's why I ask. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's uh, I've been doing a lot of audio books at the moment. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of interesting ones I've got there. Third one. Oh, what would I go for? Mm. A book that I would recommend just just because I think this is like on the topic is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I don't know if yeah. you've read that book, I've but anything by Jen Sincero, the money one. Yeah, that's that's when I'm I'm actively I think I'm going to read this week because I've, I've actually thought about it. But I think any book by her is just powerful because it comes back down to I, I truly like believe a lot of self-confidence comes to the image that you hold in your mind of who you think you are. And this this idea of 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 James yeah. or this idea of Johnny creates the actions that we take and the results that we get for those that are looking to shift their beliefs about themselves and don't know where to start in any aspect of, of personal development. What would you recommend to them that, that you started off at? Yeah, it's, it, that's a really good uh, question. And the third one I'd say, by the way, is awesome source. I think by Joseph McClendon, uh, yeah. he, he, he's, he's Joseph's brilliant. And like, I, I managed to sort of, I work on this team as well, but it's being able to, it just keeps his stuff super simple. And I think as human beings, we overcomplicate it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, he's a, he's got a great book on that. Um, the question about uh, actually, where do you start like changing these beliefs and that kind of thing is, first of all, it's becoming aware of them. And that might take a bit of time to yourself, like sitting down and, saying, okay, I did this behavior today, that behavior, what does that mean? And identifying it. Um, I'm a big fan of then like, obviously acknowledging it. And I, I believe like to kind of get stuff out of your system and, and then change them. There's a couple of approaches and there's always mixed views about this. Um, I believe like there's, there's an element of being present and actually allowing the negative beliefs, the emotions, and one of the best ways I found to allow them to let them out is breath work. Actually, um, yeah. there's there's kind of been more of a new thing in the last year, or even less than that, actually, for me. 
uh, that I've discovered. There's a, a great guy I've learned from called Brian Kelly, and it's uh, Breath Masters. I know quite a lot of our community like somatic breathing. That's good as well. Big, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that can kind of allow you to... So first of all, being aware of the beliefs, just kind of thinking, okay, I did this behavior. Why did I do that? Just constantly, you know, checking in with yourself each day, even if it's five minutes to sit down and analyze it. If you haven't got five, you can't say you haven't got five minutes to check in with yourself and analyze your life because else you haven't got a life. I'm just going to say that. Um, the second, and then the, and then releasing those beliefs. And that can be through the form of breath works quite good, releasing the emotions. Another alternative you can do is writing while the beliefs are false. Mm. Um, that's, that's a good one as well. Um, the, one of my favorite ones is like the Tony, Tony Robbins. If you go through I would recommend to anyone going through UPW, Tony Robbins, by the way, um, he has a dick, something called the Dickens process, whereby you feel past, present and future the full effects of like every single belief that's sorry, the two main beliefs that are holding you back. Like you, you think about in the past, what you've missed out on. You think about right now, what you're holding yourself back from. And you think five years, like one year, two years, five years, 10 years, and then even 20 years, like what, where am I? It's like, well, I don't believe I'm good enough. So you're still stuck in a job. Maybe you're broke. Maybe you're in a miserable relationship. Maybe your health's really bad. It's just like you you start feeling that level of pain in all three uh, tenses. You're like, oh, my God, like I need to kick this belief out. That really creates an incentive. Um, so that's another way. And then creating new beliefs. I'm a big fan. We talked about affirmations. I like the, the kind of Tony Robbins advancement of it, which is the uh, why I'm talking about Tony Robbins so much and beliefs because he's probably the best person I've learned from about beliefs. Yeah. Um, and creating incantations. Like I say, I have a ritual of doing 20 minutes a day. And incantations, a slight difference is, it's like with real emotional movement and intensity. Now, affirmations, you can say of emotion, but either one of them, if you're just saying like the words like, I am confident, I mm -hmm. am a mate, like that's not doing anything for you. <laughs> There's just being able to embed that. And you need to think about who you want to believe and then start creating yourself some statements with the words I am and then start saying them to yourself. 20 minutes a day is quite good with emotional intensity. So a combination of those things, being aware, releasing where possible, and then uh, embedding new beliefs through things like incantations. I love that. I love that. And I think also like, even if, because again, as you said, like we, we all have the time, it's just making it and actually seeing like, seeing if it was if it's worth doing i think is a big reason that people don't act on things that are really empowering for them is because they don't believe that's going to have much of an impact something that is is easy is like is habit stacking so how can you do affirmations but also be doing something else for me that yeah. that comes down to um i'll be in the gym and every single rep that i do i'm, I'm speaking an affirmation in my mind I think that's very, very powerful that it's, it's a powerful um, exercise. And in the same sense, you're also speaking in your mind, because again, no matter how much action you take in the world, if you don't view yourself as the kind of person that ne you need to be in order to achieve the result that you want to achieve, you're always going to go back to your baseline. I know Ed Milet talks about um, the thermostat that we live on. And if, and we can talk about like the people that you surround yourself with for me and you and, and the community that we surround ourselves with for other people, other coaches that are doing great things it makes it a lot easier to envision yourself in that kind of place as well, because you're seeing other people doing it. 
So if you're at, say, a, a 75 um, degree, if you're a 75 degree kind of person and you start surrounding yourself with 90 degree kind of people that are doing amazing things, whether it's making more money or just living a more fulfilled and happier life, it's going to be a lot easier to see that in your life because you're surrounding yourself with those kind of people. For you, when it came down to really building your confidence, I know that doing that 20 minutes a day, is there anything else, any other, um, I guess I would say, like keystone habits that are just engraved into your everyday that make you the most confident version of you and that makes it sustainable? Yeah. Um, well, it's like, first first of all, I kind of like acknowledge that I like there's some things when I'm going to be fearful going into. I mean, it's actually... <laughs> Uh, again, go back to what Grant says about fear, and I, I've really picked this up. It's actually, if you've not got fear, it's like almost a sign of not growing. So yes. it's, it's uh, that, that's what I want to point out. If you're, I've been there, like in jobs, I'm just like bored, quite honestly, mm -hmm. with like life. Like, like people say you should be grateful. I my view on gratitude is it's great. You need to be grateful, and and that kind of thing, but. I'm not, I'm not ever grateful for something I don't want. It's like, if, if, I'm, if I'm in a job where I don't like it, I'll be grateful for being paid, be it paid to be able to live somewhere, but I won't be grateful for the job if I don't want to stick in it. So I think it's really important when you're on the side note, gratitude, like I'm grateful that I've got fresh water. I want fresh water. I'm grateful I've got a roof over my head. Oh, I don't want to be on the streets. I want to be here. I'm grateful that I've got fresh food. Like, even saying these things lights me up. Um, that was a divergent slightly, but uh, <laughs> it was about habits, wasn't it? So uh, any keystone habits. So I say you were touching on it already, but like the people you're around, making sure mm. you regularly, you don't even have to like, like I hang out with like Tony Robbins, Grant Cadone, like Brendan Michard all the time. <laughs> like, None of them know who I am. Well, Tony actually did once shout at me in a, a, a couple of times in an event, but like, Joseph knows who I am, unfortunately, because I work uh, on this of team. Course. But like, the most of these people don't know who I am, but, but I like, li I hang out with them by listening to them every day. And actually, listening to people like that every single day can actually make a huge impact on your psychology, going back to that. So I'd say, listen to uplifting or read uh, uplifting information. You know, sometimes people like to listen. They get it's a time saver while you're in the gym, uh, while you're on your way to work, if you're kind of doing that that standard role. Um, so that's one. I'd say uh, yeah, going back to the the other point is like hanging, who you're hanging out with. And ideally in person, like I, I love being in person. I get so much more energy. I mean, I get, get energy off people and like things like Zoom and those kind of things. But I like being in person. Uh, but who you hang out with is key. Now I've got friend, my friends in kind of in person, are really good people. They're not necessarily into personal growth as much, but they're not negative people. And I just don't let negative people into my life. And that's a habit that can really impact your confidence. If you're like, if you're doing this work on yourself, James, and then like you're hanging out with people who are just like knocking you down, knocking your dreams. It's not going to last very long because as human beings, we adapt to our environment. So making sure you're in environments when they feel good. I mean, there's certain people who are close to me and like they're, they're well-intentioned people, but they're just like, you know, I don't, I won't go into certain conversations with them. Um, like their idea of what to do with money would be like putting an investment down on like a mortgage. I'm like, why don't you invest that into your skill set? make yourself more valuable like I've done. And then and it's fine. That's just where they're at. That's their perception of the world. That's, 
you can't change other people, but make sure you've got a habit of hanging out with people who are on the same page as you as much as possible. Um, and then the third one, if I was to give it as well, it just really allowing yourself space to think every day. And again, it, it sounds like, oh, I've got no time to think. It's like, you do have time to think. That's BS. Even if it's like 20 minutes, like if you, what I like to do, I, I, it depends on time. It's like 30 minutes to an hour a day. It's just like me, not my phone. I'll take my phone, but on airplane mode, so I can take notes on insights I get. Um, I think I've shared this, but it's just like, it allows you to think like answers to challenges of things through. And that really can help you build your confidence because you get breakthroughs rather than being caught on the, the cycle of like demand, demand, demand. As entrepreneurs, you, you know that we get like emails, like messages. I'm terrible with emails, by the way, <laughs> like emails, messages, all these kind of things. Um, so those are the three things I would um, suggest that have really helped me personally. I love that. And I think also like to, to harp on that last step was something that I speak on. And I think if anyone is listening to this and they follow me on Instagram, I talk about going on walks probably every single day, at least mm. like at least once a day. Cause I, I talk like if you're able to actually go on a walk without any music, without any, any kind of podcast, yeah. anything okay. in your brain and just actually listen to what your thoughts are saying, that's where self-awareness comes in. I, I love talking about self-sabotage and how we often stand in our own way. And really the truly, the, the biggest thing that's in our way is ourself. And if we can get past those limiting beliefs or the stories that we tell ourselves, like we say with, with Tony Robin, Robbins and everything, is something that has to be done in solitude. Like it has to be done within our own mind. And I think that's something that needs to be not more normalized, but it has to be practiced more because we're so, we are in a place of so much information in the world, like so much information and a lot of it is negative as well. And if we don't like separate ourselves in, in the world and be able to listen to our own mind and listen to what our thoughts are telling us, then we're never gonna be able to interrupt those negative thought patterns because most of the time they're not only repetitive, but they're negative as well. I think that's absolutely huge. Yeah. And that actually impacts your self-esteem and self-esteem are kind of the fighter is like, how much you like yourself, your relationship with yourself. And, um, and like, imagine you've got, I always imagine it like you've got like a three-year-old, uh, child or within you of you yeah. and you're like pretty much neglecting and like ignoring them. That, that's how I look at it when you're building that relationship. So if I'm not, yeah, I'm a busy, like, it's like I'm a dad to like my three-year-old version of myself. I'm not a dad. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a parent or anything like that. But imagine if you've got like a three-year-old like child or something, you're neglecting them. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> you know, any healthy parent's not going to do that. And it's that, that's, imagine how that child feels. So that's, I always like to see my relationship myself like that. So it's like, if I'm like not giving me time to see how I'm feeling and checking in with that space, then that's just neglecting myself. And that's just going to cause a poor relationship. So, yeah. Absolutely. Something, and I think you probably uh, resonate with this as well, is like with my one-on-one -on -one clients, a lot of the work, whether it's we're working on the business or working on the personal aspect of things, your professional development will never exceed your personal development. If you don't dive into that deep subconscious work that needs to be done, that inner child work that needs to be done, that needs to be healed, you're going to live with negative beliefs that don't serve you and you're going to stand your way your entire life. And I think that's something that needs to be 
again, more normalized. The school system, I could talk about it all day, but it's definitely not, and it doesn't put us in a place of empowerment. And I think, I, I think making it a habit to really give time with yourself is something that's very important. Tom Bilyeu talks about, uh, there's a quote that he says that I absolutely stand by, and it's this entire basis of the podcast is that all that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. That's what true self-confidence is. It's not about coming in a room and being better than anyone else, but it's about not needing to be better than anyone else and just truly being confident in who you are. And I think that's something that needs to be really noticed. Mm, love it. So Johnny, are there any places that my, my audience can find Johnny Pardo? I know that we have the podcast, we have the Instagram, but for those that want to get a little bit more of who Johnny Pardo is, where can they find you? Yeah, I'd say the two best places, uh, and thank you, James, is my pot like my podcast is is one you can look on, um, which self esteem and confidence mindset, uh, similar to your, you know yours, James, like uplifting information, helping people put some good information in their head and practical yeah. points. Um, the other, the other is probably the main, the best one is probably like Instagram. Um, which tends to be a lot of my podcasting stuff, but also I do share obviously the mindset stuff as well. So yeah, those would be the, uh, the places to find me. And that is at johnny.pardo. So that's the, the handle as well. Awesome. Well, I truly, truly appreciate you for coming on the show, Johnny. I'm so thankful that we have this relationship that we do. And I surround myself with great people like you. And thank you for, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Grateful for you, James. Appreciate it. Alrighty. Thank you.